And I know that the the question and the answer that you're all waiting for, I should have said this earlier. Um, It's so funny because I like don't even think about it because it's such if it's such a ridiculous concept to me, but I know that the first thing that everybody is going to think when I say that I am in the process of getting a divorce for my former husband, that it is because uh, we opened our relationship. It is because we went from a monogamous relationship to a polyamorous relationship. And I, <laughs> I hate, like so, so much of me, like, has struggled and wrestled with ever even talking about this publicly because obviously um, it's been a while that this has been happening behind the scenes and I've been processing this in my own way um, and in the way that makes sense for me. And I knew that when it was time to share whatever I wanted to share about this, whatever felt right to share um, and was right for me to share, um, I would. And that's why this episode is here today um, because this is what feels feels right for me at this point in my in my path with it. But no, um, <laughs> polyamory was not the reason that my relationship with my former husband ended. Uh, in fact, I would I can confidently say that it is the reason that it lasted longer um that and my deep love for this man welcome to the live your fuck yes life podcast your place for all things real talk and conscious conversations about shit that really fucking matters i'm amanda Catherine loy your go-to bisexual polyamorous confidence coach who tells it as it is and owns her mess If you're here to live your fuck yes life, welcome home, my love. Are you ready? Here we go. I don't know if I'm going to release this or not, uh, but I felt really compelled and ready to talk and share and muse on this. from what still feels like and is a very vulnerable and certainly not on the other side, <laughs> which frankly I don't really believe in, as you know. Um, <laughs> in terms of healing, I think healing is a lifelong journey, and there are some things that we will probably always be healing from, that we will probably always be navigating. And this is definitely one of those things, Um, one of those break open shifts, transitions um, that I thought I was used to, (laughs) thought I was accustomed to. Um, And then you hit like a new level of thing and... uh, you realize that there is so much more um, that can come from that. Um, and I know that so many of you resonate with that. And I'm not going to like talk your head off about like the ambigu- ambiguity of where I am right now because the lack of ambiguity, if you are listening to this episode, if it is coming into your earbuds, wherever you are, um, you know that this episode is all about divorce and specifically my divorce. Um, and that it is all about the transition that I have been personally navigating in my own life, uh, officially, significantly in the last six months, um, but really for longer, um, as you know, you will hear and and a note as I've, I've spoke to you all, um, over the the course of the podcast and and in life. Um, and I want to just state a few things before we get into this. Number one, um, I am not an expert on this shit. (laughs) Um, I, I actually really refute the term expert, generally speaking. Um, I believe that we are 
all experts on our own lives and that we all have resources, education, and support that allow us to have maybe more significant expertise in certain areas than others, which is why we go to folks for coaching, therapy, um, uh, medical understanding, right? Um, and certainly there are there are folks who, you know, are, are up in that space. They're the true leaders. Um, but when it comes to the human emotion uh, shit and all of the stuff we face and all of the embodiment work that we do and the understanding of self-work that I am in, uh, both as a coach, as an artist, as an actor, as a writer, as everything that I do and everything that I am, um, I don't believe in in that that word. Um, and that is true of everything that I talk about. It is my experience, and I I lead from from the knowledge I have and the education I have. Yes, um, but really. You are the expert of yourself, of your knowing, and we all just need support to uncover those things. And that is true of big motherfucking life transitions um, like divorce, like a de-escalation of a relationship, which I will get into more of what that means later, Um, like all sorts of transitions, all sorts of things I've talked about on this podcast a lot. Um whether they're coming into yourself, uh, closing a chapter, and so on and so forth. Um, so I just want to state that outright, as I do in so so many of my videos and so much of my world. But for those who are new here, I just want to be very clear about that. Um, because I know there are a lot of you listening and coming for the tea. A lot of you are here um, hoping to get the, um, the, the information uh, on what really happened and all of that. And... Um, if that's also why you are here, you are going to be very sorely mistaken <laughs> on what this episode is and also who I am um, because I don't do that. Um, there are a lot of other podcasts out there. There are a lot of folks out there who uh, that's their wheelhouse. And if you want the gossip, if you want uh, the nitty gritty, people are getting thrown under the bus left, right and center. Um, or there's a good guy and a bad guy, um, in a circumstance, um, you know, and you like that drama. Amazing. Um, that's not what you are going to get today. Um, because I will not be talking about that today on this podcast. Um, it's not in my belief system to talk about that first and foremost, um, certainly not to, um, frame anybody, in good and or bad. And no matter what has transpired, no matter what specifics have taken place, um, the only person that uh, will ever uh, potentially uh, share any of those things in any spaces is going to be me with my close circle. Um, I believe deeply in um, not putting an intense uh, target on someone's back and you are all incredibly biased on me um, and on my experiences. And um, I am also incredibly biased on me and my experiences and my perspectives. And I do not believe that there were, um, I personally do not believe that there is in, in any circumstance such a clear cut right, wrong circumstance. Um, do I think that there are certain actions and choices that are inevitably fucked up? Yes. Um, I deeply, deeply believe in integrity and in actions, um, being a reflection of true human choices and all of that stuff. Um, but this is not going to be about that. Um, this is going to be about my experience navigating this transition in my life Um, And if and when I'm ready to share anything about uh, beyond what I share today, you will know, you will see. Um, But I am not there yet. (laughs) And I will likely get very emotional as I am right now um, because I'm a big motherfucking feeler. (laughs) I feel the feels on all fronts. I feel them deeply in my bones. I always have. 
both the highs, the lows, the in-betweens, everything I feel. I feel it in ways that many people (laughs) have always struggled to understand. Um, And I used to think that was really weird. That was really strange. And um, turns out there's a lot of you out there. (laughs) Um, And turns out it's not. It's actually really um, supportive one to my true self, which for those of us who, um, are big feelers, maybe empaths, maybe highly sensitive people. If you want to categorize yourself into an identity, I just qualify myself as a big feeler. Cause I am, I feel things deeply. I, f- I watch a movie and I feel, I feel the emotions that the, the characters are navigating. I, I, I sit in my pleasure and I feel Right now I'm like experiencing this. I'm actually sitting in my favorite corner of the house that I'm still currently living in. Um, oh, I told you I was getting emotional. Um, but yeah, I, I'm sitting here right now feeling the sun streaming in from the, these bay windows onto my skin and how good it feels. And I can feel that so deeply. I, I, feel the ecstasy and the joy of dancing deep in my bones of kissing somebody that I'm really into deep in my bones of being uh, (laughs) in laughter with my deepest friends deep in my bones and I also feel grief deep in my bones I also feel anger deep in my bones I'm a big feeler and that's going to be true of how this episode goes and really how everything in my life goes. But I also um, want to just say that some people aren't like that naturally and that it can feel really challenging to access those things. And I don't know about where you are currently, your individual self, um, as you're listening to this in your own world, but the people that I'm, I hold dearest um, and are really, I'm really close to most of them seem to be navigating some level of transition in their life and in a big way, right? So some of these are, are shifting locations, um, a shift in, in work, uh, shift in relationship dynamics. It, it feels significantly, um, like a wild time for so many folks and, um, it can feel and does feel very unnerving and very overwhelming to our nervous systems when these things happen. I, uh, I've obviously been talking to my therapist a lot um, throughout this process and um, actually very kind of a while ago in our journey um, of working together, um, she communicated to me, this is probably a year, year and a half ago, that um, as there's been a lot of research and study around, and I don't have the specific um, study to, to sh- share with you in the show notes, but I, I highly recommend if any of you are super nerds um, to, to look this up and let me know so I can share with everybody. But um, she shared with me that there are three life events that um, just completely shoot the nervous system, like cause our bodies, beings, brains, all of those things to go into massive overdrive, to live in a constant state of survival mode, which if you listen to past episodes, you know all about, um, or you can just Google it. Um, (laughs) but it's, it's really like such a, 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 very challenging thing to navigate when you're consistently in that space because your body's experiencing a shift in composition, a shift in uh, the hormones that are pumping through you. And you're going to start noticing physical shifts that are not ideal, um, have more mental health struggles, um, it's just, it's a thing to navigate. And a lot of us have been living in perpetual survival mode because of just the world um, over the last um, few years and beyond. Um, and it's only seems to be getting worse, which is really, really, really exciting. I'm sure we are all feeling the joy in that, aren't we? 
Oh, God, if we can't be sarcastic about it and laugh, I don't even know. <laughs> That's been my coping mechanism lately, all um, that and just sobbing on the floor. But um, beyond that and, 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 and taking that out of, of, of the picture for just a minute, which is obviously something that we have to always acknowledge, but we're just talking about like our personal individual experiences that we can be going through that cause this most significant shifts and um, disruption to our, our nervous system, to our status quo, right? That our, our body is accustomed to moving through. The first one is the death of a loved one. The second one is divorce and or a significant uh, end to a, a relationship that, you know, was of that nature. Technically, she said divorce, but I'm going to caveat that because I think that's bullshit and not all significant relationships that end um, or significantly shift um, are folks that are married, period. Um, so I will caveat that. Um, and um, and the third one is moving. Moving. Which really shocked me to hear, actually. Um, but then the more I thought about it and the more I, I examined my own history with the, those experiences in my own body, um, I was like, yeah, that tracks. That motherfucking tracks. Um, and in the last six months, <laughs> I have been and am still navigating all three of those things. Um, all three of the most <laughs> fuck up your nervous system shifts. Um, and I, that was also coming off of a significant amount of grief that was happening in my life in other realms. Um, grief around uh, circumstances uh, within my business, um, grief around uh, and trauma around a lot of stuff that I was trying to reevaluate and figure out. Um, grief around the loss uh, and continued loss of my work as an actor um, and how challenging that has been. Grief has been a very prominent and more so prominent than ever um, feeling, experience, motif in my world. Um. <laughs> And, uh, and then I, you know, hit this really fun chapter, um, which has, as everything is in my life and has been for the last few years, because it's so important to me, incredibly intentional and really, really thoughtfully moved through. Um, and because we don't do buts here, we do ands, um, because they coexist. The thoughtfulness and the intention has been clear, has been true. Every decision, every step has been in that way. And I'm so fucking grateful <laughs> for the work that I have done on myself and within my relationships, um, both within my former, my relationship with my former husband and also my relationships in my life externally, my therapist, my friends, my family. Uh, I'm just so fucking grateful because, um, the amount of fear that I think the younger Amanda would have had moving into this season would have been so astronomically, uh, unparalleled <laughs> to anything. Cause it, ha I mean, it, it, it just really has been. Um, and yet I have, as I mentioned in previous episodes where I didn't specifically talk about this thing, obviously, but I've been like steady, um, within my knowing steady within my, my ease of, <sighs> belief in myself and uh, within the groundedness I have within my relationships um, and and within my own feelings of self-worth, which 
if you've been around these parts for a long time, you know that it's been a hard fucking journey to get here. Woo! Damn, it's been hard. And, um, and long and arduous and filled with a lot of pain and a lot of um, addictive behaviors um, and numbing uh, and all of that. Um, and yet, I've, I'm also navigating feelings, <laughs> feelings of grief, feelings of sadness, feelings of joy, of relief, of hope, of betrayal, of disappointment, of anger, <laughs> of care, of empathy, of understanding, like feelings, all of these feelings, the ands, right? They all exist and they're all existing together on the same plane, sometimes in waves, but a lot of the time they're at like a hundred all the time, <laughs> all the time. Um, and damn, it's a lot. It's a lot for my nervous system. Um, and if you're navigating anything similar, you know how fucking hard it is and how much it feels like you're just like going to implode <laughs> at any time. Like it's like, how can my body hold all this? And really, realistically, it can't. I mean, I'm starting to have and have had, you know, a slew of symptoms um, both mental health wise and also physical health. My candida overgrowth is definitely coming to the surface. You know, there's a lot of moving parts to my life right now, both f like physical anchor parts and also um, personal <laughs> emotional parts. Um, and I just, I guess I'm just coming on here to share that, Divorce doesn't have to be a dirty word. I know that's the title of what or the working title probably is the title if you're seeing this right of this episode. Because for me, it isn't. Um, and, and, and frankly, I've never believed it to be. And I know that that's a controversial uh, phrase. And for a lot of you listening, it probably isn't because a lot of y'all are here um, because you are queer because you uh, and or you are a person who subscribes and appreciates and moves through life in non-traditional relationship models and or you are a recovering people pleaser um, and someone who is really, really working on moving through and healing your trauma. Um, and that means that we don't conform over here, right, to the traditional boxes that capitalist society, the patriarchy and white supremacy has rooted North America in, right? We do not subscribe to that. Well, and it's not that we don't subscribe to it. Obviously we have to, because we live in a society where that exists. And so in many ways we have to, but we, we do not feel, um, excited or compelled to move through life, um, on these notions that do not inherently serve our individual and frankly, community, um, community selves, right? That's not a word, Amanda, but you know what I mean? Um, we, <laughs> we don't, um, we move to the beat of our own drum. We're fucking, <laughs> we're so fucking queer, right? That's why the first drop of my merch line, um, which if you missed, um, I'll link it in the show notes for you. It's so fun. There's some mugs and, um, stickers and a, a fun hoodie, t-shirt, um, all those things, um, where it says fucking queer on it. Because to me, the word fuck has always been this like no fuck fuck this like no I am I am not going to live in your box I am going to it's the Aquarius the Aquarius in me will never be able to <laughs> to conform to the shit that doesn't make sense that doesn't feel right um and you know that word fuck is just like has always been such a liberating word for me it's always been my absolute one of my absolute favorite words in the whole freaking world. 
And so then eventually did also become the word queer because to me, it's also about owning your weird, owning your true self, owning that you do life and choose to live life differently, that you are um, differently and and then again, the status quo, right? Then these these comp, het, comp, monogamous, whatever, norms. And, um, and to me, like queer is so much beyond just my sexual orientation and um, sexual attraction. It is, and it is so much more than that. We've talked about that uh, in past episodes too. Um, But divorce is the same thing for me, right? Um, It's also why I have in the past, whenever I've ended a relationship, um, it has not always inherently been something that I, like many folks, just want to cut off and completely have no contact to. And I understand that there is a time and place for that. And I will also say that I see that happening a lot out of fear. I see that happening a lot out of pride. I see that happening a lot out of uh, a lack of security within our own attachment systems. I see that happening a lot um, from a from a an inability to have a middle ground of relational boundaries, right? So it's instead of these hard boundaries, um, which sometimes are very important and needed, and I will not dismiss that. I have certainly placed those in my own life. Um, I feel like we always have to caveat things these days. <laughs> we're gonna get I'm sure I'll get a bunch of comments anyways but you know whatever life is like that on the internet and I'm 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 very accustomed to it at this point it is what it fucking is um but you know like it's not that cut and dry and I don't I don't believe in that personally I've never been able to understand it I live in the gray I always have um and I I also lead with love um I've been reading and rereading and just soaking in um, what I will always qualify as my version of the Bible, which <laughs> I've never had that in my world. Um, anyways, but, um, all about love, um, by bell hooks is, is the closest thing to a Bible I will ever have. And, um, I just resonate so much with everything that's written and that's in, in those, in that, in, in this be- these beautiful set of words, um, and if you haven't read it, I'll link it for you in the show notes. Um, if you're curious, I know a lot of you were um, reading along with me in my Instagram stories <laughs> um, when I was sharing little pieces here and there um, or little screenshots because I can't help myself. Um, I just, I I don't believe in and have really, really struggled in the past to understand um the folks that have been in my world where there has been love, right? Because once I'm, when I'm in a relationship with someone of any kind, any kind, um, that is what I would qualify as significant. Um, and I love that person. That love does not go away just because they might. And I always respect someone's decision to not have me in their life for whatever reason, or, you know, for our relationship to de-escalate, um, which if you're unfamiliar with the term de-escalation, I'm about to fucking blow your mind because it completely blew mine when it happened. But there's sort of two paths you can take when a relationship is um, needing an adjustment, right? Um, it's not working the way that it is or was, right? Whether that's a romantic relationship, a friendship, and so on and so forth. And um, you all know that me and my relationship anarchist self does not, um, distinguish or, um, uh, yeah, those kind of relationships really in my world, obviously like there are certain maybe physical distinguishers, um, for the folks that I'm having sex with versus the ones that I'm not. Um, but the, the love and the care and the prioritization and, um, the importance in my world does not distinguish those. Um, and, when I learned the term de-escalate, I was like, oh, this is what I've always tried to do, but now there's language to it, um, right? Because you can either have like a full-on breakup, which is what most folks in the traditional sense see as really the option, right? You have this relationship, it exists in a certain way, something happens or maybe nothing happens, but you both sort of change or 
somebody's feelings are hurt or whatever and a slew of things occur and you realize that the relationship can't continue as it is or maybe it no longer is what it was and there's hurt feelings there's all sorts of stuff involved right and so most folks path in that is a full-on breakup right we're not in each other's lives anymore you're I'm out done bye no contact um often is a path that, you know, gets taken. And that's, that's a path, right? That's, that's a choice. And I see that probably more often than I see anything else, um, both within my own circle of friends and the folks that, um, I support, um, in my, in my coaching space, you know, it's like, okay, yep, that's it. And, you know, that's what we've seen. That's what we know as the option. And I personally, have never understood that path. Um, again, I, I believe that there are there are time and places for those things, especially if and when abuse is involved um, and there's your safety at stake, 100%. But I often feel like that is the choice and that is the thing because while in many ways it's, quote, harder, it's actually, in my experience and from my own lens, the easier path right? And feel free to fucking fight me on this. (laughs) Um, But I really do believe this. I believe it's the easier path because we don't have to face the shifts. We don't have to do the emotional labor around communicating with the other person, around establishing, figuring out what we want our own boundaries to be, and then establishing agreements within the construct of what that new relationship could be and all sorts of things, right? It takes a lot of work and it takes a lot of energy, prioritization, emotional literacy, emotional intelligence, all sorts of stuff. And I get that just like people are tired. People don't want to fucking do that. They'd rather, you know, put somebody out um, in their brain, out of their brain and or create them as this monster in their own space. Right. It's it's I understand that it's the easier path. It is not the more loving path in my opinion. Again, with that, with the caveat that this is not like an abusive (laughs) dynamic or relationship. And I mean, genuine abuse, like textbook, like it's, uh, it's, it's abuse, not like the way that abuse is getting often characterized in pop culture. And I, I get that. I get that. I get that. But I don't, I also don't get it. (laughs) You know, like I, I understand I, and I empathize. I don't personally comprehend that choice or that path, um, for situations where there was pain or hurt or conflict. Um, because I lead with love. Um, and I, I don't know how to turn that off. (laughs) You know, I don't know how to just stop loving somebody. And I have a lot of respect and care for a person um, and have done a lot of work on honing communication styles, understanding my own attachment, understanding my own triggers, my own self so that I can you know, own my own pieces in the context of relationships and understand that, you know, folks are just doing the best they can. And sometimes their best is not good enough for you. Sometimes their best is really fucking painful. Sometimes their best breaks your heart. And so, yeah, giving yourself space to move through that, uh, understanding what you need so that you can set boundaries accordingly and communicate are all beautiful things. But I personally, well, take it back, no but, and because all these things need to happen for me at least and have been a big part of my experience. And when I left somebody, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. And um, beyond that, there's almost always room for what I qualify as a de-escalation. Um, it's also backtrack. I do not qualify. I qualify think these things in my life. I use this term, but it is not a term I came up with. <laughs> it's not a trademark moment. Um, it's just a term. A de-escalation of a relationship is really simple. And basically, well, it's not simple, but it's, well, it's not easy, but it's simple to understand. Essentially what it means is that you are 
taking part out of the relationship that existed before and you're adjusting it. So an example of that can look like uh, folks who were married and choose to get a divorce and de-escalate to friends, um, co-parents. Maybe they, maybe if you are in, um, you know, a non-monogamous circumstance, you de-escalate to, from a primary partnership, right? Um, to more of a secondary partnership or a comet if a person is moving away. Um, and you know that you're not going to see them as frequently, but you still, you know, care about them. Nothing has changed within the context of your relationship. Maybe you are in a super sexual relationship with somebody and, you still want the romance and maybe the sensuality, like you still want to cuddle, you still want to have some intimacy there um, within the context of your relationship, but for whatever reason, um, you're not feeling that sexual attraction anymore, um, but you still want that relationship. And if both folks can come together and find, right, talk through things and find a path that makes sense for both both people's needs, you can de-escalate, right? There are lots of middle ground paths, lots of in the gray Um that de-escalations can support. And this is true for friendships too, right? You can go from having uh, uh, somebody that you might qualify as a best friend or, you know, a platonic life partner or whatever, right? Um, That you talk to almost every day. Um, You have a whole set of like either unspoken or spoken expectations of how you're going to support each other within your dynamic. And then life changes and circumstances change and years go by. And all of a sudden what you were doing doesn't make sense anymore. And you can deescalate, you know, the context of, and of what your expectations are within that relationship, um, and adjust. And it doesn't mean they no longer can be, or have to be like removed from your life, but they can still be there. Um, and that, that language has been a gift and a curse for me during this time. Um, I'm curious if, if for those of you who hadn't heard about that, how you feel about it. So let me know as always in, in my DMS, if it resonated, um, or what, but that, that language, um, and having that language and really, really like living, uh, and speaking, uh, my, my life, <laughs> that's a weird way of saying it, Amanda, but, um, speaking my life in the context of, uh, understanding that the way that I've always felt in my life and always lived my life is, was really like in this relationship anarchist space. Um, and being able to, to really then intensely live in that space for the last four years, um, in polyamorous dynamics, really, really, really gave me such a gift. And I know that the, that the question and the answer that you're all waiting for, I should have said this earlier. Um, it's so funny because I like, don't even think about it because it's such, if it's such a ridiculous concept to me, but I know that the first thing that everybody is going to think that everybody is going to think when I say that I am in the process of getting a divorce for my former husband Everyone is going to say and think that it is because uh, we opened our relationship. It is because we went from a monogamous relationship to a polyamorous relationship. And I, <laughs> I hate, like, so, so much of me, like, has struggled and wrestled with ever even talking about this publicly because obviously um, it's been a while that this has been happening behind the scenes and I've been processing this in my own way um, and in the way that makes sense for me and I knew that when it was time to share whatever I wanted to share about this whatever felt right to share um, and was right for me to share um, I would and that's why this episode is here today um, because this is what feels feels right for me at this point in my in my path with it but no, um, <laughs> polyamory was not the reason that my relationship with my former husband ended. Uh, in fact, I would 
I can confidently say that it is the reason that it lasted longer. Um, that and my deep love for this man. Um, yeah, it just really pisses me off. It really pisses me off that that is going to be just the like, you know, like if there was somebody, (laughs) if there was somebody writing a fucking article about my life, whatever, like uh, it would, the headline would be like, if, if we were in celebrity culture, which fuck that, but like, if we were in that space, the headline would be like, relationship of 11 years ends um because of polyamory and it's like fuck no bitches fuck no that is absolutely not what happened um if anything it allowed for so much growth so much expansion um so much emo- uh heightened emotional literacy uh better conflict resolution skills um it it really, truly, yes, was challenging on so many levels and certainly brought up new and, uh, you know, un, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, uh, yeah, okay, whatever. New circumstances, uh, experiences to navigate and move through um, to, that only heightened our uh understanding of each other and of, uh, really like significantly supported us. Um, and, uh, you know, it also other people will be like, Oh, well you didn't fight hard enough for your, you know, for your relationship. You should have gone to couples counseling. And it's like, well, one, um, that happened. Um, definitely a huge proponent of couples counseling. Um, both when there is something that, you know, is, happening that you are struggling with a big transition or life changes, um, just to get like a third party support. It's really, really, really supportive. I love our couples therapist. Um, she was so incredibly supportive, um, and really helped us get to, um, get to where we are now with intention and love and, um, care and move through all of the things and really make sure that, you know, we're, we're making decisions out of, uh, out of love (laughs) for ourselves, for each other and all of that stuff. Um, and also I highly recommend, you know, doing that even if you are not in crisis mode, um, especially if you're not, uh, uh, that was also a part of, of, of my experience with my former husband as well. Um, did couples counseling kind of in both spaces and it was really, really supportive in both of those things. Right. So I would just, um, encourage you to like take your perceptions out, um, because divorce again is a fucking dirty word, but it doesn't need to be, it doesn't need to be. Um, and frankly, I, I hate the word should, but I really don't believe it should be. It really shouldn't. Because it's actually and often a really loving decision. Um, And I have seen so many folks choose to stay in relationships um, and maintain them as they are um, when it's actively causing them to lose who they are, to, to, to dishonor themselves, um, in a, in a massive way. And I, that was part of my experience. Um, you know, because, um, I'm a fighter till the motherfucking death. Um, and I will do anything and everything. It's the, you know, recovering people pleaser in me, but also the, the lover in me. Um, I'll do anything. And the big feeler in me, I will do anything and everything to try to make circumstances work. Um, things, you know, things work with people that I love. I just will, um, to my detriment. (laughs) It is one of my toxic traits. (laughs) And it's what I am actively working on and have been working on. Um, and also like, God, like your health, your wellness, your self-worth is, is everything. And, and that's true of any big motherfucking transition that fucks up your nervous system, right? Like feel all the feels move through it. And also 
give yourself the space to support yourself, to give yourself the care you need. Um, get support, get support. Um, and ask for help. I know that my fellow recovering people pleasers struggle with that. Um, but ask for help. Um, I'm going to leave you all with this episode, um, which is going to be, um, the last episode of this season. I know that when I, I launched this last season, I was like, we're not doing seasons anymore. Um, we're just gonna, you know, roll for a while. Um, I, (laughs) I, uh, couldn't have predicted when I launched this season, all of the things that were coming and in true Amanda fashion, um, I move and adjust everything in my world, um, with thought and care and intention. And that means that sometimes the things that I say eight months ago, uh, when it comes to (laughs) that, um, need to change. Um, and my self care and, uh, my, uh, my peace is at the forefront of my world right now. And, has to be in order for me to survive, um, on so many levels, um, because everything's changing. And I, I honestly don't know where I'm going to land, um, when I come back for the next season. Um, when I, uh, you know, yeah, I just don't know. Uh, so much of my world, my, my physical like world that we usually attach security to, right. As folks is changing. I'm literally going to, I'm in the process of selling my house, um, I, that I thought was going to be my forever house. Um, so that's fun. (laughs) I'm renting, uh, and finding a place to rent and then have to find, figure out where the fuck I'm getting any funds. Um, I'm, I'm looking for jobs, um, and spaces that I, I haven't looked for a long time because one, it feels, uh, exciting to have a, a, ch- a shift in that space. And two, um, I, I just, I don't know. I'm feel, I don't, I don't know what, where life hold what life holds for me in the short term when it comes to my career paths as both an artist, um, and as a coach and a facilitator. And, um, you will be the first to know when I know, um, but I don't ever do anything or hold spaces, um, or create, um, from a place of, um, I, I feel a deep sense of integrity when it comes to how I show up for my clients. Um, and while I'm doing one-on-one work right now, and that feels really aligned, um, the idea of holding, um, like my group program in the very near future just doesn't feel like as in like this month or, or next month just doesn't feel right. So much is transitioning. And by September I will be in my new place. Um, and still navigating (laughs) the shifts, but, um, the next couple months are going to be big transition months and I'm giving myself the space to move through them, um, offline (laughs) to, to move through them and create when I can and when, um, feels right. Um, and yeah. And on the other side of that, um, and as soon as anything shifts, you will be the first to know. Um, and in the meantime, I appreciate all of your support so, so, so much. Um, before I get to the, 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 the things that I've been doing for myself, um, through this transition period that have been really helpful, um, in case and, or if they feel exciting and, or like you just need a list. Some people are really like list oriented or just need like, give me to do's. Um, these have been my to do's. I'll share them. Um, but if you want to continue to support me during this time, um, the best way to do that is to either join my Patreon, um, which there will be some shifts, um, in a really positive, exciting way in the fall for that. Um, so get stoked. Um, you can join my Patreon and get access in the meantime to my close friends list on Instagram. Um, all you have to do is, um, sign up at the $5 plus, um, level, which basically is whatever you, you feel like you can, um, or is accessible for you to give. 
um, and um, we'll add you to the the close friends list on Instagram where I do share some nitty gritty uh, pieces of my world. Um, if there's any place on the interweb that I do that, it is there. Um, and also really prioritize those DMs. Um, so just know that that's um, on the table and every every little bit really, really, really helps support me. Um, if this episode felt good and exciting to you, I know some people just really like like leaving a tip on Venmo, like a one-time thing instead of doing a recurring thing, and that's their preference. So if that feels accessible to you, um, you can do that. Um, I'm at Amanda Catherine Lloyd there. Um, all this will be in the show notes too. But really, the best thing you can do too is like rock out some of the new merch. Um, there's going to be more merch lines dropping. That's kind of where my creative focus has been um, lately is getting that um, rocking and working with my incredible, incredible um, graphic designer, Autumn, um, on on getting all of these out for you. So the first line, first part of the line is out, the fucking queer line, um, and you can get that um, in the link in my show notes and, or if you're just on my Instagram or TikTok, it's also in the, um, all my bios there, my link trees. Um, and yeah, and, uh, and get your swag on, (laughs) um, or, or if you, uh, aren't queer and it doesn't feel, you know, in alignment to wear that, um, but you have folks in your life who are, you can gift them that and all of that good stuff. Um, it's a fun little, um, Hey, I appreciate you and you're amazing gift you know um I always love giving those and receiving those so yeah that is the best way to support me in the meantime um and if you are interested in any one-on-one work um just shoot me a dm I have I think we'll have one space open um yeah that's looking like what it's going to be for the summer um, beyond what I already have at the moment. So, um, if you're open and interested in that, shoot me a message, um, on there as well. Um, that's, yeah, but beyond that, that's it. That's it. That's it. My friends. Um, okay. Let's get to the goods. <sighs> the goods, the goods, the goods. Um, and the things that have been supporting me because literally it's titled in my notes, how I'm surviving. (laughs) So the first one is finding the and, um, which I talked about earlier in this, but really like if I just focused on the only the grief, (laughs) which is really easy to get into a spiral around. And I, and I didn't allow for also like the relief and, uh, the joy moments um, to, to, for, for them to land in my body um, or to be like, yes, this is really overwhelming and it's exciting and feels hopeful, right? Um, finding the and has been really supportive for me. Um, also really focusing on fuck yes joys. I, I did a last week on my Instagram, if you guys were following my stories, um, and I'll probably continue to do these as they feel right, but I did like a daily bring back the fuck yes joys in movement, um, challenge. And I'm, I'm really focusing on doing that for myself this summer because moving my body is like really always been. And frankly is really, really supportive to our nervous system to like get shit out that we're storing. Um, so I've been doing that. I've been doing that through a program that I, I started that's, um, like a combination of high intensity strength and, um, and like flow, more um, movement and mobility-based uh, movement, which I just really like the combination. I've also been doing it um, through some dance classes. Um, I am, <laughs> I just um, like fixed up my bike, and I'm going to be um, once my yeast infection is cleared up, <laughs> I'm going to be like riding around on the city. It's been really nice to get back on that, and I'm. Um, hoping to be able to scrounge up enough cash to get some like secondhand uh, rollerblades because I have never learned how to rollerblade and I am committed for that to be my summer experience. So as like a, just a way to find joy. So going to definitely need the knee pads and <laughs> all of that good stuff. I have knee pads actually from playing volleyball, but I'm going to need to get those like hand pads, but 
yeah, going to try and get like a secondhand consignment situation on that. So that's number two, just really like stepping into my fuck yes joys and intentionally creating them every single day. Um, number three is throwing actual tantrums. Like, I mean, actual tantrums. Um, and I do this in the context of my own space. Like I'll close the, you know, right now I don't have anyone in this house with me when, or wherever I've been, when I've been traveling, like I will just close the door if there are folks around me and I will just be like, I am about to go feel my feels in a really big way. Please let me do that. Um, and I throw a tantrum or do this in the car. Um, if you don't have that space, I will sob uncontrollably. I will scream. I will, uh, you know, let out whatever feeling I'm having at like a 10. Um, and it, oh my gosh, it is such a release. It is so supportive. Um, number four is really, really trying to focus on what I can control. Um, and when a lot of that is out of my control, which has been true, like there frankly hasn't been a lot that I can control other than like myself and my self care, um, which is a big piece. Um, but that's part of why I'm looking for a part-time job right now that is scheduled and is consistent and is part of a queer community here in Chicago, because I just really, I can control that. Um, I can, I can look for a job. I can, and then if I get the job, hopefully I will, um, I can go and have that schedule and have some semblance of stability and, and security, um, in my day to day that I am really not feeling, um, in the context of my life at the moment. And then number five is less phone time and more intentional time with my chosen family and in-person community. Um, and also my family family. I've seen them a lot. Um, part of that has been uh, because of my um, dog slash house share situation. I've been forced to uh, find spaces that I can go um, and stay. And I've really been leaning on my my people for that support. And also, also because I need, I need it. We need support during this time. And, um, I am usually, uh, really, really terrible asking for help. I am often the person that always seems like they have their shit together and is, is really well, um, and, and doing great. Right. Um, confident when really like I am struggle busting hard and this time has really, really, encouraged me and forced me to like throw that bullshit out the door um and just be like I'm struggling I need help um to all of my people um and the and just allowing them to show up for me when they can right um and even if like they can't for the on the days where folks can't show up for me if I need people right it's like going out to a coffee shop or going for a walk with my dogs and um, yeah. And just, uh, just like being around folks, um, and, and then doing something for me, um, and, and leaving my phone at home or turning it on airplane mode or whatever. So those have been the things that help. The reality is it fucking sucks and it's hard. And those are the things that I've been grounding into. And maybe they're the things that might work for you. Pick one that felt exciting. If you, if you were listening and were like, Ooh, yeah, that feels exciting. Um, or if one felt more exciting, don't feel like you have to do it all at once. This has been a slow build for me over the last six months. Pick one, right? I always say, just take a, take a slow step. Um, one small step towards something that is for you. Um, because transitions are hard. Um, breakups suck. Divorce sucks. Moving sucks. It all sucks. Um, and also, and also you deserve to feel the joy through the suck. Um, you deserve to be held through the suck. You deserve to find the goodness and create something magical for yourself through the suck because it also isn't all sucky. <laughs> There's other, other sides to the coin. Um, and sometimes you can see them. Sometimes you can don't, you, you can't, you can don't. <laughs> sometimes you don't. Sometimes you can feel them. Sometimes you can't. Um, and all of it is okay. You're going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. And we're in this together as fucking always. Um, I hope that this episode 
gave you a space to just feel your own feels, whatever those are, and maybe a perspective around this kind of stuff that you hadn't thought about before, or maybe it propelled you to have a conversation with a loved one. Um, I don't know, but whatever it is, I hope that it brought you some goodness and um, I'm always in your corner and while I won't be on the air for a little bit until season seven uh, launches sometime this fall uh, know that I am thinking of you and that I will be on the Instagram and TikTok here and there Um, and that as always if you um, you know I want to support any way that you know how to Um, all that's in the show notes for you as always Um, I appreciate you all Hang in there. You've got this. And until next time, I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye.